Well, you can talk about film. Gotta be quicker than this. You can talk about film with a philosopher's zeal or measure them all by box office appeal, but for once in your life... Be real! Welcome one and all to your movie reviewing and reappraising podcast, the name of which is Be Real. My name is Chance Solem Pfeiffer. And I'm Noah Ballard. We just wrapped a new full episode that you're going to hear next week, which has the whole like, oh, everyone's back and together and happy. And we're still back and together and happy, but we're also tired. But we're going to squeeze in this mini pod right now. Tell the people what this is about, Noah. We are reviewing and appraising A Quiet Place. Uh, John Krasinski stars and directs and wrote, along with Emily Blunt, um, two child actors and... Uh, the creature from Stranger Things. <laughs> so yeah, this movie came out uh, what two weeks ago. It has uh, it's been a big hit. It's made a lot of money on a pretty small budget, and it's a spare movie. Um, yeah, in a lot of ways. How how easily could this movie have been a Cloverfield movie? Oh God, so easily. It absolutely. I'm so ha- glad it wasn't though. You know. Like it's it's down the middle. It, it's it is a well imagined hardcore premise movie that um, you know not to get into the review too quickly, but it's not like mind blowing. No, it's certainly like not a get out or something that like redefines a certain social commentary in a genre like this. Although it has been interesting to see what people have stuck onto it. Maybe we should talk about that at the end. Um, really, I haven't read a lot of like hot political takes about it. There have been two, and I think I don't buy either of them, but I'll run them by you at the end. Um, Justin Taylor and I came up with one, but it's like pretty lofty and pretty offensive. Great. But yeah. So this movie, the setup is we're on this farm upstate somewhere, yeah. and the world has ended because creatures appeared that can hear everything, and if they hear you, they hunt you, which is the tagline of the movie. Right. Um, and we follow John Krasinski and Emily Blunt and their kids as they're trying to survive without making any noise. Mm-hmm. And you see them like going into a pharmacy to gather supplies. And this is almost like a prologue. Right. And I think you can tell from the trailer of the movie, if you've seen it, I'm not spoiling anything. That's the first scene of the movie where like the kid presses the spaceship and it makes noise. And then like John Krasinski does not get there in time. That's not a huge spoiler. The, yeah. The, and, the alien being is faster than Jim Helper. Right. I mean, it's sort of like a, an it opening. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean that, that kid in that raincoat's getting sucked down that drain pipe by that fucking clown. Yeah. It cuts to approximately one year later. And they're still dealing with the fallout emotionally of losing a child. And Emily Blunt is pregnant again. And there's the two kids left. One of them's deaf. And John Krasinski's like desperately trying to make her a a hearing aid. But it's like not working. Nothing works. Mm -hmm. It never works. That's me paraphrasing the line that the girl signs to her father. Yep. Um, yeah, it's them getting on on the this farm, trying to like get through the day like without making any noise. Who are we? If we can't protect them, we have to protect them. It's like unbelievable how much stuff happens on this like no good, very bad day. <laughs> Terrible, no good. Yeah, that's that comprises what eighty eight minutes of film or something. 
So yeah, this movie is interesting because I mean, all, what it does is it sets you up with like this one giant problem, and then it's really a movie about ingenuity. I think it is sort of it's both. Sort of, yes, the, the, both in the Swiss Family Robinson kind of setup, and also in the can John Krasinski pull off this movie where there's no sound. And those, then, so it has to be kind of something very contained. I think it's, I think it's interesting. Like it's obviously spare, but if they gave us more, I think it could only get worse. Certainly, it reminds me a lot of like it reminded me a lot of I Am Legend, frankly, because you know you have these you, these weird invaders that are bound by one specific rule. In that case, that they have to be in the dark. In this case, that everybody has to be silent. Um, that like leads to a lot of interesting filmmaking gimmicks and strategy on behalf of the people who are trying to avert these creatures. Right. Um, yeah, it's somewhere between like Signs and uh, I Am Legends, mm-hmm. in that they're like totally alone in this process. Right. Um. Yeah, we never see... Well, we see, like, a couple of other people, but, like, never... We never really interact with them. So before we get into, like, full spoiler territory, how do you think... uh, How do the performances come off to you, given the very obvious limitation of actors using only their faces and hands to communicate? I think Emily Blunt's face is, like, very good for this role. Yeah. I don't know that, like, a bearded John Krasinski is because I think the him with the beard is more about like him doing the dialogue. Whereas like Jim in the office when he's clean shaven is more about like the facial expressions he makes behind people saying something stupid. That's interesting. And so I think that was like a bad choice, but I think he's a good like offbeat dad. Mm-hmm. I would he's ar- like, he pulls off what like a Steve Carell could not. I would argue that Emily Blunt in particular is maybe one of our, she's for so long to me, she was kind of like nondescript. I always got her confused with Rebecca Hall. Um, sure. But I think of late, she's become sort of one of our great or one of our very good audience avatars. She's a great absorber of situations. Like all of Sicario is this yes. like horrifying universe inflecting this person who is, um, you know, innocent but persevering. And I think Edge of Tomorrow, again, is a lot of, like, things happening and, again, aliens. But, like, you, it's interesting to watch her kind of sort it out in the way you are. So there's a lot to like about this movie. It's a good cast. The kids are good. Yeah, it's uh, um, Millicent Simmons, who actually um, is deaf in, in real life. And this, there's a lot of ASL in this movie. And Noah Jupe. Yeah, they, they, they're great. You, all you do is care about them. Yeah. And it's I think it's some quality filmmaking and I think John Krasinski it's good that he's doing material like this and not trying to do like brief interviews with hideous men again which is like totally unwatchable right or the hollers Uh, that Sundance movie that was just like horrible last year I didn't see it um but this is I think pretty like well made the problem with this movie is like I think that it the the weird gimmick that it's one day a and B, the the fucking setup of the stupid sound aliens. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. The, the they, if they hear you, they, they, but th- other things make noise. Like, what, I, I, I don't get, like, what, what their end game, they're not, like, feeding. Right. You know, when a lion sees a gazelle, it only like, goes after it when it's hungry. 
And if this is just like an animal, like the, the only purpose of this, these three animals that are living in this territory is just to kill every thing that makes a noise. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. And why wouldn't they just lose their minds when they're like near something like a river, you know, which apparently repels them. The river. Um, that's a nice sequence though. I like the incidental things that happen because of this stupid conceit, but it's a stupid conceit for a movie. Right. And the other problem I have with it is yeah, it's too much happens. Too much happens in too short of like, there's no reason it doesn't, it couldn't be a week of like them going fishing and her having a baby and them getting attacked three times and like the, the water thing breaking and like these, all these like weird things going wrong all in one moment and her, him, him giving her the hearing aid. Yeah. Like on the same day that that like, it's like, it, it's too much stuff for no reason so quickly, which makes it totally like unbelievable. Like this woman who just like, not only like, you know, what happens at the end with Emily Blunt? Cause you should see this movie. It's interesting. Um, but what happens at the end of it is just like, you were a kid, like at 45 minutes ago, right? Like go, go lay down. <laughs> there is a lot of narrative convenience. I agree with you. I like the sort of, in fact, I love the buildup toward the pregnancy where I, I personally did not realize until they were dancing to Neil Young. I was like, oh, wait, a pregnancy is an inherent problem here. You're not just scared because you're bringing another kid well, into that's the world. Another, that's another problem I have with this movie is that, like, why the fuck would they let themselves get pregnant, like, in this world? Like, it's, it's an untenable thing and like why would you also like want to bring a child into the world considering you also like have two other children they're, like, they're horny th- forest people who care about family but, like, above all they've else they've raided pharmacies and things like you're telling me that in a single year they've run out of the world's supply of condoms like when are they even like doing it in a way that like no one would hear them I think it's easier to have silent sex than it is to do a silent birth <laughs> but why don't you just silently pull out you know <laughs> <laughs> all right um it's a good question i but but nah, i sort of bought into the whole just like lumberjack wood people you know they're 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 family oriented people and family is all they have and maybe they had some sad sex after that uh where where do they have the sad sex in the mattress in the mattress hole quite possibly the mattress hole I think that's weird. Like, honey, we're going to go test out them. Maybe in the computer room with uh, all the plot points written on the board. Maybe that's where they. <laughs> honey, never go down there. You shouldn't see it. It'll reveal to you what you have to know to have this film reach its logical climax. Do they have a weakness question mark? Um, they can hear. Hearing. I, I know. I know. Um, okay. Well, then maybe it's only... Lo- a good movie if you're dumb like me but i i like the fact where you're just like what is that little oxygen mask and that teddy bear what the fuck is going on i here? knew exactly what that was from the moment i saw it it was All like right. so you can they can go to the pharmacy and steal a fucking oxygen mask so their baby doesn't suffocate in the little box they put them in but they couldn't get a condom like that's insane you're telling me they intended to get pregnant? This is just something we have to do? Is this... Well, that comes to my theory, is that is uh, Cookie Man pro-life? 
is uh, A Quiet Place a pro-life film? This is one of the theories that other people have been talking about. That's interesting. I mean, I think it... What separates, I think, it, I think, a good movie and a great movie here is you have the scene where they, like, try to abort the thing and she decides she can't. Sure, sure. You know, have it broken up. It doesn't need to be one fucking day. You can start on day 400 and whatever the fuck and then be like day 500, like, you know, six months later when she gets to full term. And you can have, like, the abortion happen around the same time as, like, the hearing aid thing. And then it's not you so could contrived. Even have the sex, you could even have the sex scene. To yeah, show us the in- circumstances in which they got pregnant in silent worlds. Well, and to further inflect some of the character sacrifice that comes along sure. to keep it vague, the sort of just like, honey, should we do this? And she's just like, no, you're all I've got or something like that. Do you think moments before climax, Jim said to Emily Blunt, <laughs> if they hear you, they hunt you. <laughs> <laughs> if having silent sex were my career, I'd throw myself in front of a train. <laughs> um, before we just this just evolves into us giving each other Halpert looks. Let's um, let's wrap it up. So yeah, I don't know. I think that this is a, I think it's a well executed movie. Yes, with like a, a fair amount of you know movie bullshit, um, and it's contrived. Yes, but like I liked it. I I think I think it's interesting that it like sets up this impossible kind of task for itself, and the only choice it has is to end, and it does so in like a very kind of gripping way. Um, but we haven't even talked about you, me, and horror movies. And I don't think I'm going to watch this again. And I'm probably going to give it a, a, a nice, excitable good bad. I'm going to go the opposite. I think what you have here is like a pretty watchable foray into the horror genre that even someone like me will watch. Yeah. Um, and then if scary. it's like on HBO later and someone's watching it in my apartment, like, sure, I'll sit down and join them for the tail end. Um, but I think like. The th- so while I think the things, the set of circumstances that have been created to have this movie exist in movie world are interesting, that they do happen is like, it's fucking bullshit. It's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Sound aliens. And we don't even know if they're aliens. So they just sprout. Like, you need like a little bit. I feel like this movie needed a little bit more world building if they were going to just sort of come to what if we got a whiteboard and write what is their weakness they can only hear on like if that's something you feel the audience needs to know in that production design choice just fucking have like a youtube video that like is the only thing left on their computer or something where they like had a news reel or whatever of we're shutting down now but save yourselves remember they can only hear if they hear you they hunt you and then we would know that in a more organic sort of way. Right. I'd like to see John Krasinski just watching Chocolate Rain with the sound off. There you go. Um, yeah. So, wait. Did you have any more to say about your pro-life theory? Do you honestly believe that, or are you just grasping at straws? I think it's only pro-life in a capitalist sense, whereas, like, her being pregnant was the only way this movie's compelling and makes money. <laughs> I don't think it has a yeah. political agenda to speak of. I think just being pregnant and having a child is like a traumatic thing that you probably don't want to be silent for. Right. And that was right. the most creative thing they could come up with. I was sort of thinking like, so the whole 
I'm led to believe this is like America recent, like America around now when this happens. Right. Oh yeah. So with the full forces of our army, like I think we could take out a couple of sound aliens. Like how many well, even are unless there? Unless every gunshot attracts more. That would be kind of a cool like Did movie I just to see. Blow your fucking mind. Yeah, I want to see the Fear the Walking Dead version of. There you go. This well, they've already greenlit a sequel. I'm not seeing another one of these. I liked it, but I don't think I'm going to do that. This has been Noah and Chance talking about horror movies once a year. All right, buddy. Well, nice to talk to you about this new movie. Uh, Let's chat some more soon, maybe about dramas or rom-coms or satires. Who knows? Find all of our shows at berealpodcast.com and uh, subscribe, rate, do all those things that you do for your favorite podcasts and let us be among them, please. Oh, please. Uh, Noah, until next time. I can't wait. Total devastation.